0: And good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet and I'm here in the studio with Lauren Landis. The late Patty Fink is R-A-L-L, as she just texted us running a little bit late, but she will join us in a few. Um, our guest today is Dr. Greg Kaysen. He is from Bravo's LA Shrinks. He, we know him as the Beverly Hills Shrink. Greg, can you hear us?
1: I can hear you. I can hear you. Great to be here. Hi
0: David. It's always good to have you
2: on. Happy holidays.
1: Thank you. I always get thrown by you saying the late Patty Fink because it throws me for a second then I realize she's
0: just running. She's like, just running a little bit <laughs> late. <laughs> 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 and everybody who Ron. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, I mean even at her wedding we started her wedding by my picking up the phone and saying it's Patty on the phone. She's running a little bit late, and everybody applauded.
1: <laughs> I love that you know you gotta just you gotta just love it embrace it because that's how if that's how you're gonna be that's how you're gonna
0: be exactly exactly. Her wife says what saved their marriage is two cars <laughs> that.
1: that is actually good couple's advice
0: that is good couple's advice um <laughs> yeah. and we thought we'd start with, you know, it is the holidays. My holiday routine got disrupted. Uh, for years, I've been going to a friend's house and her father just passed away. So she wasn't in the mood to do anything. She didn't want to go out for the holiday. Uh, so we just, my partner and I and our roommate cooked alone at home. Uh, Laurent, what did you do? You know. We,
2: every year our house has become the thanksgiving house um ever since my daughter was born so past 12 or 13 years but this year i needed a break <laughs> so we we <laughs> we, you know, we went over to my sister-in-law's house um i still cooked one or two dishes and took something but um they did the bulk of it so it was nice to kind of just be able to actually eat and relax because when you're a host you're just running around a lot How about you, Greg?
1: Oh, well, you know what? I also, I went to a friend's house, and I just this morning was feeling a a late guilt about, oh, my God, they went all out. It was absolutely gorgeous. There were 12 or 14 people uh, there. Oh, nice crowd. Oh, my God, it was just spectacular. The food was just perfect. I, I mean, I don't even know what to say. It was an amazing event. And then today I thought, wow, they went to so much effort. All I did was stroll in, brought brought some champagne, as you know, as requested, and and had a great time. Um, So I, you know, hats off to everyone who's the host on Thanksgiving, because it is quite a bit of work. I've done that myself. Uh, It's always exciting to do on one end, but boy, it's a lot of work.
2: It is a lot of work.
3: Yeah, Patty. <laughs> what did you do for the holidays? Um, we actually ordered from Cafe Momentum. Ah, all right, nice. Cafe Momentum <laughs> is is a high end estru- restaurant, fine dining, um, but it's Chad Chef Chad Hauser who um, hires only hi- at risk, high um, risk youth. Oh, nice. Every every position in the in the restaurant is. One of these kids and they they leave with the craft mm-hmm. oh awesome with a skill so and it was delicious so there's patty doing good again <laughs> but you know right on okay. hey but you know i love to cook i love to eat too but i love to cook mm-hmm, same. um but it, because it was like work on wednesday next day we kind of opted out because it is a lot of work it's a lot of work
0: well, but uh, those are the traditions that we love. I know when I, when my tra- uh, tradition changed from going down to Florida to have Thanksgiving with my father. After he died, my aunt, as I was leaving that time uh, after the funeral, my aunt, who's my mother's sister said to me, well, David, when will I ever see you again? And I said, you mean I'm not invited for Thanksgiving anymore? Because we had been going to her house since I was a kid. But she figured since my father wasn't going to be there, she wouldn't see me. And I, I did go once or twice and then decided I really hate these lines at the airport for holidays. And that's when my, my tradition changed back to doing something here in Dallas. But a lot of people do have trouble uh, for the holidays. Do you want to comment on that, Greg?
1: Yeah, well, you know what? The holidays are difficult for a number of reasons. So I think one, people can have difficulty on the holidays because of an issue you just outlined, which is someone died recently, or someone is missing that we're still mourning. So that can be an especially difficult time And if somebody had someone die at the holidays and they start associating that death with the holidays, that becomes very difficult as well. Um, Also, at the holidays, a lot of people who are lonely, not necessarily alone, but who feel lonely, they don't feel social support, and they yearn for it, those people are going to feel um, quite a bit more stressed if they don't have someone to be with on the holiday.
2: Um, So yeah, I was just going to say, particularly to narrow it down to the LGBT community, I've always thought that the holidays can be ambivalent for us, particularly when you're younger, because you might feel uncomfortable going to your parents' house, relatives' house, uh, particularly if you have a partner. um, Do you bring them? Um, Knowing if they might be, you know, how they may or may not feel about it. It's the real. I don't know. Kind of puts us in a kind of precarious position. What, what do I remember when I was young? Now we're older. We've all it's,
3: when, when you were young. <laughs>
2: I'm old now. <laughs> we've all established our own families now, and so it's not as it's not an issue anymore. When I was younger, I was like, "Oh God, do I take my boyfriend over to my mom's house?" You know, just it's just kind of interesting. What do you what do you say to those people in our community who are in those positions during the holidays?
1: You know it's yeah, that's a great question because that is a particular stress, especially when you're transitioning when maybe you first come out, et cetera. First of all, I don't advise that someone come out at the holidays. I can't tell you the number of people that I've talked to <laughs> that do. They do it at the ho- Thanksgiving table, the Christmas table. Hey, is there pass- a gifts? gift? Yeah, it's just not yeah. not a good
2: time. Not, not a good time <laughs> to do that.
1: <laughs> no, because it makes it about you and here you're having this family tradition but often that's what they do and they feel that you feel so much stress in that moment people just pop sometimes like they pop like a champagne cork um so yeah with that one i do advise that people be a little more thoughtful and plan a time to sit down and if they have to do it around the holiday to take a buffer on each day so like the you would do it on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving or maybe the Saturday after Thanksgiving so that you don't, you don't um, kind of complicate the holiday. But with the other one that you were talking about, going home with your, a partner, that really depends on where you are with your parents and the relationship. I, it, if, if the partner is somebody who's very new, course you would follow any kind of decorum about how that might be in the you know bringing someone home but if it's somebody you're established with who's a serious partner someone you're married to etc and your parents still disapprove that can be a really problematic situation if you choose your family over your relationship and that can actually cause more problems in mm-hmm. relationship. and I actually advise people take a stand on this one you <laughs> know i don't i usually want holidays to be about coming together but this particular one might be a little bit more tough to, to maneuver but it can really have good results which is basically look i you know my my husband my wife my partner is very important and this and he she is part of the family and i uh, will not come home if it's that person is not welcome as well. Um, and I agree. That, yeah, and that's a very important thing to do. Um, and, you know, and you can maneuver that about how you deal with it, but I think it's important to, and it will mean a lot to your partner as well to do that sort of thing. I can't tell you the number of people I have in therapy who are still agitating because one partner is choosing their family over them. You know, no, over wow. there, their partners choosing
3: their family over them. Yeah. You know, we we watched, um, and Aaron had never seen it. Um, it's a Jodie Foster directed film called Home for the Holidays. Oh yeah, I don't know if you've seen it. I it's have. it's a it's an awesome Thanksgiving mm-hmm. movie. Um, but there's one point in the movie where it has a gay character, mm-hmm. um, and they're upset because he didn't bring his partner with him. Um, but, uh, his husband, as it turned out. Um, Mm -hmm. but there's one point in the, in the film where Holly Hunter's talking to her older sister, who feels very put, put upon in all ways, um, and she says, um we don't have to like each other, we're family. <laughs> 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 and it's okay. like, that's the nugget right there. We don't have to like right. each other, we're family. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I remember, again, years ago, um, a friend of a friend that we used to hang out with, um, he, he was older than us, and he and his partner had been together I think, at the time, we think about 15 years, which seems like forever in the LGBT community back then. Um, But they were so, I don't don't wanna say strange, but they they had a really nice apartment together, but they would de-gay the apartment whenever their family came to town. Like they would take down pictures of themselves together, they would go stay in each other's, it was a three bedroom, but they would stay, and one would go stay in the guest room. And when the holidays came, one would go to visit his parents, another one go visit his parents. It was just the strangest thing.
3: Because they're not out to them.
2: Because they're not out. Yeah, and I'm just like, there's no way I could keep, continue to conduct myself like that, and I didn't.
0: Now, I can't imagine being like that, but a lot of people are. Yeah. And they're very happy. They call
1: that, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. No, go ahead. Well, they call that, straightening up the house. Yes. You know, like making it, making it straight.
0: I call it lakajo <laughs> <And> fo. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and a nuts, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but you know that
1: it, it's kind of weird the interesting thing about that couple that I will say, uh, although we may not like it and it's not to our liking if that couple agrees on it and that's the way they want to live their life then I would say, okay, that that is supportive of the two of them and their relationship. This is where couples really maneuver um, because they may not do things that uh, the rest of us approve of, let's say, but it may be what's good for their relationship. So these, uh, you know, although I was saying, you know, to be more out, I know that isn't right for all couples. Um, It's really only when it's a problem for one and not the other, et cetera. And then we start to get into the conflict of the couple. But, yeah, it is is helpful to us as gay people, though, to come out to our relatives because we see dramatic changes in attitude the minute they know that somebody they love is gay. So it can be a very important thing.
3: Yeah. Good. And that's that's a chance you take if you if you are one of those people that decides to come out to everybody at the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> As you, you're likely to get a mix. <laughs> Whereas if you'd just done it with your parents, maybe they would have been really supportive and loving and it would have been a really special moment in your life. Meanwhile, Aunt you know, Renee says no, I'm I can't even sit at the Thanksgiving table with you. I have to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, I am like right. so you get this big mix and it's whereas you could have really taken each one each reaction on their own in a if you'd done it in different times. So
0: you wouldn't recommend the way I came out to my cousins at my wedding?
2: <laughs> wow. Well, well I'm they
0: came I'm to your they wedding. Got word
3: ahead of time. <laughs> It's the word wedding, something about that.
0: My cousins (laughs) came in uh, from New York for the wedding. Uh, My cousins and my aunt, uh, who was going to give me away, uh, she is 96 now. I guess she was 89 at the time. Um, But I said, ooh, before we start this wedding, it's great to see all of you. I don't know if I ever came out to all of you. And they all just started laughing, and they said, David, we grew up with you. <laughs> <laughs> See? But I had to make it official. So
1: Well that's um, just that's just sweet. That's just sweet to do something like that. I and mean, that you're calling attention to any kind of awkwardness in the room, David, and you know, and, and probably that laughter just broke the ice and everyone felt more connected at that moment. So I wouldn't say that was a bad thing at all.
0: Oh, okay, good. (laughs) Um, You know, one idea I had about uh, dealing with the holidays is you might end up realizing that your family is not happy with your life choices, and it's time to just make your own holiday traditions, and that's okay.
3: It is. It's totally okay
2: whether they're happy with your life choices or not i recommend everybody make their own traditions once you get out on your own and establish new
1: new
0: traditions absolutely Absolutely.
2: yeah
1: and those new traditions can be extremely important i I hate to come back to couples and relationships and family, but those are one of the pillars that hold up families. that's why thanksgiving can be so important to us and why carrying on that tradition is something most of us do in fact, I was talking to two different clients who were in Europe. Both, both uh, you know, have international jobs where they go back and forth. Both of them had a Thanksgiving out there with friends. You know, this is it's not because it was a holiday here. It was important to them to still have it. Um, so it was, it's just really kind of a, a wonderful thing that we have these traditions. But you're exactly right. When we have our own family, that it's important that we make a tradition that is fitting of our family and supportive of our family. So we have our our partner there, and that we don't. For, well, you could straighten up the house, but the, but you know it's it's something that's supportive of your relationship, of your family, of you know of the traditions that you're setting down going forward.
0: I mean, for me, it was really a matter of I just couldn't deal with holiday travel, air travel. Because yeah. after 2001, it just got really
3: okay. awful. And it, it, you're nothing if you're if you're not incredibly patient, David. <laughs> I don't. Well, I, a, I don't do lines. <laughs> you don't do lines. I
0: don't do lines, so airports on the holiday <laughs> and me just don't mix. Um, but that's when I came up with. And it wasn't really me coming up with, it was, that's when I joined my friend Diane's holiday tradition and started going to her house.
3: That's very cool, that's very, very cool.
0: And have always
3: brought along whoever. I can remember the thanks, my my mom died when I was 24, and I was the only one of us living out in West Texas where my dad was living and i was working in a hospital then and we had people working all shifts you know 3 to 11 11 to 7 7 to 3 and we nobody ever got to take all the holidays you had a, you could take an eve or the day one or the other and mm-hmm. that was like cuz everybody needs coverage in a hospital and my mom died in october and so thanksgiving was immediate and my dad um, i said dad let's have a, let's have a singles thanksgiving there are an awful lot of people I work with who have nobody to go, no home to go to. They don't have time in their schedule to travel anywhere because we have to work. Um, let's, let's do this here and host everybody. He goes, oh, I think that's a great idea. I'll do the turkey. So he studied up, <laughs> in those days without internet, mm-hmm. oh, studied wow. up and he practiced and we had turkey for several weeks before Thanksgiving and um so he did the turkey and everybody brought something and it was just the most amazing day mm-hmm. and um and he had the best time he said i love your friends Aww. and so it we, we didn't do it again because the, by the next thanksgiving i had moved and he had moved and you know um but it was it was a really wonderful different thing to do yeah we need to take a break we're talking with dr greg casem
0: Uh, And we'll be back with more dealing with the holidays and other issues right after this.
3: Hi, this is Patty Fink, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM.
2: This is Rafael McDonald from Resource Center, Dallas. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM and
0: this is lambda weekly we're talking to dr greg Kaysen, oh about a variety of issues uh <laughs> w- w- we were talking about thanksgiving what about christmas
3: do you have any cr- christmas traditions patty um oh we do we do um usually i cook these days um we usually visit family over thanksgiving we didn't do that this year my sister, my oldest sister, was actually out of the country um, spreading my brother-in-law's ashes, which was mm. kind of a great, um, mm. a great thing. It went, it went really, really well, and, and so she awesome. was traveling over the holidays, so we stayed. But Christmas is kind of like Thanksgiving. You have to make your own. We didn't put up a tree. For, we didn't put up a thing because we were all parents in Louisiana, and now that they're gone. We put the tree up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was, there was no there was no point before. We would leave and travel and be gone right. for like a week or something, and we would come back and it's not Christmas anymore. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think I've convinced um, my partner and my
0: roommate that we don't have room for a tree anywhere except right in front of the TV. They're not <laughs> going to do. <laughs> they're not going to do that. So,
3: and you're Jewish, so there's and they that. expect.
0: They expect me to be the one to put it up and you're jewish <laughs> so i'm not going to do that we just finished putting our tree up yesterday
3: you're one of those oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Right, and, and we,
2: we went at least to after thanksgiving <laughs>
3: yeah. what did uh, you say greg i'm sorry i said right on the wrong you know i'm gonna, <laughs> I, that means
1: that's what i'm gonna have to do today i have a I have a fake tree, which is embarrassing to say, but I found this spectacular foil tree. It was some kind of crazy tree that was a remake of, a uh, like, ones from the 50s, and it is, you know, you get a color wheel supposed to be on it, but nonetheless, it is a fun tree, and it just looks beautiful. You can decorate it. Yep. No pine needles, but no great smell either, so it's a trade.
2: Yep, same here. My
0: office usually puts up one. It's a rainbow tree. No, oh, no. Nice.
3: Oh, I
0: love that. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So it's not real.
3: <laughs> we have we have a, vi- a vintage one from the fifties that Erin found, and she's so good at that. Um, and I think we have the pinwheel, so oh, it's going to be a classic tree this year. We've been through several, but she found a. a it was quite the steal. Yeah at like a kind thrift store, you know.
2: But well, Danny and I have always put up a tree even before we had a kid. But now that we have one, oh, she looks she looks forward to it. I mean, so yeah, we, we, we got to put up a tree every year.
3: Do you have special decorations that you like accumulate? We have a lot of them, but this year we, 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 we redecorate it. So we have a fake
2: tree like you, uh, um, but we totally changed the decorations this year. Cause we've like you're right we've accumulated so much over the years like oh we need to change it up
3: yeah so. that's kind of cool when you're traveling and you're you know like oh that's a great ornament Let's yeah yeah and we you know over the years
2: many people have given us or- ornaments for gifts uh with our names on it or something with a picture inside of it so yeah those we we keep
3: Well, wow. so what did you decide wow. like just just red balls <laughs> 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 can't tell you where my mind went
2: with that but um no it's just just blue and silver and white because kind of trying to do the snow uh, motif
3: gotcha. yeah. Okay,
2: but mentioning kids patty i know you had brought up something or thinking about something with kids on the holidays
3: yeah so so greg what do you think about what couples should do or even single parents who are lgbtq plus Mm-hmm. Who have kids, and and it's sort of the same thing. Whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, and you're gonna you're gonna do you bring them to the to the family, do you take them to an uh, an in law? I mean, like there are a lot of lot of things that happen because you can't hide a kid. In fact, <laughs> they make their presence known. <laughs> oh <No>, you can't. <laughs> and even if you have yeah. the kids' table, everyone will will be greeted. <laughs> At right. some point, and
0: that's one thing. I'm always seated at the kids' table. I don't know why.
3: <laughs> quite a compliment. I know. I know. Quite a compliment. That's where the fun. That's where the action is. Yeah, is that's where the the fun. The fun, the fun <laughs> Thanksgiving happens.
0: Oh, I make sure that uh, that's where the noise comes from.
1: <laughs> that's good. Hey, you know, I would hope that you would tell a family about that you're bringing your kid beforehand. Um, if you suspect a family member is has a negative attitude toward an LGBTQ person or a negative attitude toward an LGBTQ person having a child, um, then that that may not be the best environment because then you put that child and um, make them subject to possible negative comments, uh, et cetera. So you have to assess that situation individually but I do think that you know it may be awkward or different but that's how we have to adjust as a society um, it, if we don't bring our child to uh, a Thanksgiving meal then we're basically and they know we have a child then what is that saying or what is that demonstrating so it is it would be important one to do that to be proud of your relationship and I think a lot of people, um, they really just need a little adjusting. They need a little advanced information, perhaps. Um, but they will usually welcome all guests that coming to their house on the holidays. If they don't, then that, you know, that is traditionally very, very rude. Um, so because the holidays are really about coming together and not splitting apart. But I know we've we've entered a very polarized environment, and things seem to be getting a bit worse um, with the polarization. Mm-hmm. So we got to be very careful about that, and I'd be careful about subjecting a child to any kind of concern or to to some of those things. You know, I have a rule with children, like with parents, <laughs> is you know when when talking to your child about things, to be um, to be uh, age appropriate to be truthful about something, but age appropriate with that truthfulness, and also to show a united front. So that if you're a single parent, that's that's easy enough. You're the person who is um, dictating things. But when you're a couple, it's important that if you disagree, that you come to an agreement before presenting it to the child and talking to your child about things.
2: I so agree with what you just said about the united front um, part, Greg. I mean, if you are an LGBT, a uh, couple, and you have a kid. More than likely, you didn't have that kid by accident, and more than likely, your <laughs> family. Are you, you should probably have a good idea already of how your family feels about you having a child. LaRon, so is saying no that,
0: but he actually got knocked up by surprise. <laughs>
3: yeah. I know, God, I it was, I was not
2: two. expecting it.
3: Two shotgun winnings,
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, seriously. When you go to your families for the holidays, if if you're, you know, like you, you maybe your siblings, they have spouses and they have kids and they're welcome. And for some reason you're not with your child, I wouldn't dare. That would just be that would be horrible if you exactly just stayed like okay, well I'm going to go visit by myself, but my kid and my spouse have to stay at home or you all go over there and we'll meet up later no like you say greg you need to be a united front you are a family you need to stay together present yourselves as such and and uh show that example to your child you guys are a family
1: exactly and you know what you can't you know what the one exception, like is that couple that you guys talked about the couple where they straighten up the house yeah and yeah well, for bedroom. Uh-huh. Now, that, that couple had a child oh yeah that couple had a child um i would say this is very very problematic to ask the child <laughs> to keep a secret to hide the child absolutely i mean, it, it, I mean this can be so damaging to a kid so because you're basically telling the kid um there's shame here right we need to be right. ashamed
2: absolutely no yeah. yep. so,
3: but it would arise, I think, I think, if you are in a relationship where you had a child, and I know lots of parents of kids, sometimes more than uh-huh. one kid, where they have split, whether by a legal divorce, because they had a legal marriage, or because they just split, and now they share custody of kids, and they do go different places at holidays. Um, uh-huh. And that's that can be particularly rough, I think, on a kid. Um, because you, you do know, you do understand that you have two mommies or two daddies, and they are not together anymore. Right. So you, yeah. the kid, has to navigate that broken relationship, and still have a united front. Mm-hmm. So that's that can I can see where that can lead to lead to issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean,
2: I'm, this, I could. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead, Greg. Go. go, ahead. go.
1: Oh, no, I could go off on this because I grew up in a, uh, with parents of divorce, divorced. And I can tell you that there are significant problems when the parents do not agree um, and do not agree of how to present things. So if it comes down to your uh, LGBTQ you know, issues, it really comes in certain ways that the number one issue is putting the child in the middle it doesn't it really almost doesn't matter the issue when you're putting a child in the middle and then you are uh, asking the child to choose or to convey messages from one parent to the other saying in high conflict divorces um, or to take sides or you're using the child as a sounding board for your negative attitudes about the partner including family let's say at a at a uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas or Hanukkah event. Who's saying, you know, negative things about the uh, previous partner? Um, these can all be extremely damaging things. So, it, in that case, like with a divorce, I would also be mindful of communicating with the family about things. You know, look, please, if they, if you know a certain person has a negative attitude toward the previous partner. It, if we could just steer away from those conversations because I, I want to protect the relationship with you know my child with or other parent or his other parent
3: and then you know yeah. it, there's sort of a universal thing after that with no holidays involved whatsoever whether mm-hmm. you're you've been married and still together for um teen years or divorced um you know where one kid plays the other the one parent over the other like well daddy won't give that to me so i'll go ask papa
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly and you know patty that that's a huge issue and that causes there's a dynamic we talk about in psychological social circles which is called splitting which is basically you're kind of pitting one person against the other but that very started that dynamic where where let's say a child comes and says can i have an ice cream and you say yes and then you find out that your wife or husband just said no (laughs) 10 minutes before or 10 seconds before um, then you are instantly having an issue so you kind of have to be very mindful of those times when oh let's make sure it's okay with mommy or daddy
3: however you're doing and it's totally amplified at the holidays where you go, Grandma, can yeah, I have grandma. some ice cream?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Sure you can. Oh, oh, yeah. How holidays. many scoops? And grandma.
2: <laughs> Going yeah, to Grandma is always a winning ticket.
3: Exactly. No, it really is. Hey, it was when we were growing up, <laughs>
2: you know? It still is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
2: still is. <laughs> I didn't know you
0: had you know, to ask.
1: <laughs> That's the family I wanted to grow up in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <no kidding. laughs> Wow.
0: Um, so is, is there a difference between how you should navigate Thanksgiving and Christmas?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I, I think the thing about Thanksgiving is it tends to not have religious overtones the thing about christmas is it tends to the thing about thanksgiving too is people are told you know and they're expected to show gratitude or talk about gratitude et cetera. and if you're not feeling it you're not feeling it so there's that with christmas with hanukkah i imagine as well you know there might be a gift exchange involved mm-hmm. um, I, I really you know I, however people construct the gift exchange the one thing to do with gift exchange to me is to always be grateful for the gift, to not question or ask for the gift receipts, at least not right away. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> say it doesn't fit, it's the wrong color. Oh ooh. Because what someone is doing when they're giving a gift is they're giving you a good wish, a thought, something to really offer, you know, um, offer something, a piece of them to you. It may not always fit us, but it's something that's always good to receive, like that someone is doing um, a a special moment for you.
0: I agree. See, what I always hate about that holiday is everybody wants to fit in Hanukkah for me.
3: I hate Hanukkah. (laughs) (laughs) David's written uh, anti-Hanukkah, like op-eds in the Dallas Voice year over year over year. (laughs)
0: And the spelling of
3: it. And the spelling of it. Oh my god. I'm not
0: gonna believe in a holiday that we can't decide how to spell.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I didn't know that I knew there were different spellings, but I just didn't know. And they're all wrong. And they're all wrong.
2: But come on, Deb, you do appreciate that people are just trying to be inclusive. <gasps> oh, I know they are.
0: Stop trying to be so inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to celebrate your holiday with you.
3: So what is your tradition on Christmas, David? I think I know, but. Um, we go
0: to Diane's house for that one, too. Really? Do because get... Diane's wife is Jewish, uh, is not Jewish.
3: Okay, I thought, I thought maybe you used to do um, Chinese.
0: Say, oh, oh, yeah, you guys usually go to that Chinese Christmas restaurant. Christmas Eve, we go out for Chinese food. Sure. Oh, okay.
3: If you, all the people who don't celebrate Christmas get together, <laughs> have, a, have a big family celebration.
2: <laughs> Actually, we broke it up, I guess about three or four years ago. It was before COVID. We're like, oh, let's do something different this Christmas, and we went to a Chinese restaurant.
3: Did you really? Yeah. Did you have to make reservations?
2: No, believe it or not. Um, But it's like, we won't be doing that again. (laughs) Yeah, our Chinese (laughs) restaurant got overrun. It just wasn't thank God.
0: So we're looking for a new one. Uh, We need to take a break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet. Here in the studio with LaRon Landis and the late Patty Fink. And we'll be back with more with Greg Kaysen right after this.
3: Hi,
1: this is Candy Markham, and
0: I listen to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM, listen. And this is Lambda Weekly, we're talking to Dr. Greg Kaysen. Um, Greg, you know what holiday I do love? What? It's called Schminiets... At- Memorial Day. No, it's called Schminiets which Jewish holiday I meant. Uh, I can't stand Hanukkah and It's just, it celebrates a war. I'm just not into that. Um, But Shmini at is a great holiday. It's commanded in the Bible, and they forgot to say what it celebrates, so we have this holiday that is celebrated that we have no idea what it's
2: there for. That is perfect. It is perfect (laughs) for me.
1: That's amazing. (laughs) It's
3: whatever it means to you.
2: Celebrate just to celebrate. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that.
0: Well, we don't know if it's a happy holiday or a sad holiday, so okay. I don't know that celebrate is the right word.
2: Okay. So kind of. at least Festivus has
3: a poll. and We know what it's about, grievances, uh, you know, sharing grievances. Festivus
1: but. for the rest of us. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so speaking about being ornery, um, <laughs> I was having some symptoms, and I went to my doctor, and he said, you know, let's just rule out a stroke, and he sent me for an MRI, And when he's reading me the results about a week later, he said, no sign of stroke but uh, signs of normal aging. And I said, and he kept going through the different parts of this MRI, signs of normal aging, signs of normal aging. And I said, I don't like this at all. And he said, no, this is good. You didn't have a stroke. I said, but you're calling me old.
3: I'll take it. (laughs) <laughs> my doctor, my doctor, read it to me. I would say I take it. I totally take it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm thinking
0: there's something we need to do about this aging thing because I don't like the way it feels.
1: <laughs> no one does. No one. I, I, my favorite moment I've ever seen was when Cher stood up in front of you know a huge audience of people, looked absolutely stunning, and said, "Aging sucks." and And she's she's right right.
2: the most real moment I mean mean, yeah absolutely (laughs) did you see Dolly Parton I was about to say can we talk about Dolly Parton 77 years old she looked great she looked great but I mean hey money can pay for that
0: Greg might not know what we're talking about he's not in Dallas she was the (laughs) halftime show uh, for the football game but it
2: was all over the internet though
0: yeah,
1: she... Oh well, I only heard about it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see it. But she looks. She is. She is stunning. I mean, she looks amazing. But you know, it's interesting about the work thing. There, she had an awkward period. I went to see her once perform mm-hmm. uh, at the Hollywood Bowl, and and uh, she had just gotten some work, I suppose, because it looked not as great as she does now. So oh, I'm mm-hmm. always kind of interested in that. There's a settling in.
3: <laughs> yeah. So. One of my favorite quotes from her was, she was on like, Johnny Carson back in the day, and, and, uh, and she said, you know, I know a lot of people say that I'm, that I'm just a dumb blonde, and I'd like to correct them. She says, well, first of all, I'm not dumb. Second of all, I'm not blonde. <laughs> Very <laughs> I know, true. I know I'm not dumb, and I know I'm not blonde. Right, right. <laughs> Very true that you go girl yeah
0: okay so what i was getting to was aging seems to be an issue in the lgbt community especially the g community
1: yeah no because you're exactly right it's so unfortunate the g being the gay men specifically Uh but i think also for i I think also for trans women it's it's kind of an interesting phenomenon to happen and you know it's still you know So let me just talk about this for a second. We in trans, I'm sorry to switch to trans, but just for one indulge me. People who are trans women and they're aging, their suicide or or contemplation of suicide and attempts of suicide goes up to one quarter of the population. I mean, this is a extremely, extremely important thing to look at in our community. And look at why I mean look at who we're maligning it's the um, it's generally people who are on the other side now I bet the trans women I I, I don't know but who are attracted to men I'm guessing are gonna be the ones I I don't know we don't have a good statistic in this but we see this happen we see women um, when they age who are heterosexual um, because men will often Kind of cast aside women who are older and we see that same phenomenon let's face it happen in our community with gay men um they, they start looking at people who are younger and lusting after people who are younger and don't look at the older people as sexual objects i've always done so that. people <laughs> yeah, it is it's as if we um it's as if we start to lose value and and we lose power And we often don't think about our youth as being a form or a a source of power, but it often is in the gay community. So, um, and we see in gay men, I mean, I, I'm very into, uh, talking about, I mean, I'm into talking about, oh my goodness. I did a lot of research around people who are aging and suicide, especially in the gay male community, because it, it gets very bad. And, um, the bottom line that we need to look at within our community is that aging does really suck, and we need to do things to bring us together. The problem in our communities, we tend to have more loneliness and separation, and people don't have as much many ways to get together. We also see generational effects. This is some research I saw. I was absolutely interested and somewhat appalled in seeing that, often what we're seeing in research now they're not taking into account generational effect that uh, in our community this is research within our community that we're not looking at the difference between young people who might feel more support and less stigmatization about coming out as gay and people who are much older who felt less support and more stigmatization coming out as gay and just to put a topper on this if anyone has yet seen fellow travelers which is on paramount plus they They talk about some of those issues that people had to deal with who were in previous generations, and I think it's an important lesson for everyone.
3: You know you can see it really dramatically if you google um the uh, Gallup um, community um it's a it's the LGBTq population um, uh-huh. survey that they do mm-hmm. every year. You can see like at the older like sixty five and over. Um, only like 3.6% of that entire population self-identifies as LGBTQ, I mean, everything. And you go to the youngest end, which is the Gen Zers, and it's 20 to 25%. It's like one in four Americans. Self-identify as LGBTQ. And you can see that generational difference about who will come out to a bolster. I was just about to say, I think that's...
2: (laughs) Yeah, can you really rely on those numbers as far as accuracy? Because, like you said, it's generational. Um,
3: right. When you average it together, it's right. like 7.2 or 7.5% of the population. Yeah. But I, we've always seen that low, low numbers upon, uh, among older uh, queers, mm-hmm. you know, because we're. Well, that's, we that's, lost a, a good part of my generation. You did. Absolutely. You did. Absolutely. And. There and with that very thing came a lot of stigma and a lot of um abuse from the straight community. I mean, and just in the government and society, um, where if you had, I mean, we still see like first responders who are are you know loath to pick up somebody who, who's gay because they might have HIV or AIDS, you know, and and that stigma still carries forward. Mm-hmm. It was so. Enormous and so so firmly entrenched uh, from the beginning of that whole, you know, epidemic, um, and and we are still recovering from it. But I think the older generation really does not want to tell strangers, "Hey, I'm gay," because there may be some some consequence attached to that. Yeah. Whereas younger people, because of the hard work of the older generations. Um, Mm -hmm. and bringing visibility and working hard and never giving up and starting over when we had to start over and all the things Um, Gen Zers have a freedom and a self um, um, self self-direction and support system and they they have friends they have connections they (laughs) they don't have the stigma felt by that you could see it in the you know if one in five is telling a pollster you know, yeah, I self-identify as LGBTQ. I, I, I think there's uh, part of
2: what you were saying, Patty. I think there's a, there's a disconnect between the older LGBT community and the younger generation. There's not much communication, and I know even with you know, the straight community, you're young, you're out having fun, you don't want to hang out with your older uncles or, or, you know, or grandma or whatever, other than holidays. Um, But at some point, I feel like that they, there is some type of communication with their community that's not there with ours. It's like, you know, we kind of, you're just kind of navigating things by yourself, Um, and then next thing you know, you're older, um, and then it just just rests and repeat. Um, there's not much um, communication or um, community building with the older and younger generation in our community. You know, like we have the Silver Pride Project. And Greg, that's a local uh, group here for uh, LGBT seniors. Um, I don't know that there's many young people that are even involved with them. Yeah. So, that's, that's, that's one okay. of the parts that, that's, that sucks about getting older.
1: No, it, it's so true. And, you know, uh, it's very funny because uh, not but This is funny. I don't know how I keep using these words. But the the uh, I often would write an article around pride um, to be put out. And I always kind of gave the same advice that to for young people to recognize the, the history and tradition that they're coming from mm-hmm. and who paved the way for them to go to pride and party um it, you know it, it, it used to be as you guys remember this used to be a, a political event this used to be a coming together of the community to show power and togetherness and pride is that pride. Yep. yeah exactly patty and the um and the uh, and to actually you know to say thank you to the older people to the right. older people there As bizarre as that might seem, but to actually reach out and say, hey, I really appreciate all that you've done. Because every single person, I really also encourage people to do this, is to go to these large events and look around and think about the lives of every single person there. Every one of them had to come out. Every one of them had to realize who they were, had to go through a coming out process. But not all of those coming out processes are the same. And even today in our more permissive Society. We have younger people who are still isolated, who are still feeling like they don't have a place in the world. And although they may have the internet, etc., to reach out, they might still feel great shame because of their religion, mm-hmm. because of their family that they're in. And they hear these negative messages day after day. They hear it from their peers, their friends. Um, they hear it from their community. They they see certain politicians If their parents watch certain news networks. They're going to hear more negative. Uh, things about being LGBTQ so it, they're gonna get these messages and that might affect them differently so we can't expect every coming out story to be the same in fact people have very very different lives and
0: on the other end of it we've been hearing about different lawsuits that have been filed by people who are in nursing homes and assisted care facilities who have had to go back in back into the closet into oh. the closet yeah I wouldn't yeah. know how to do that.
3: <laughs> That's heartbreaking to me, um, but I, I think there's—I mean—through a lot of eth- a lot of local effort, um, like for example, Outlast Youth was assisted in this, in in terms of um, educating facilities, homeless shelters, um, th- those who take in um, those who are um, underserved, um, mm-hmm. and making sure that they had a welcoming. Um, environment for yeah. everyone, and not just for youth, but for trans people, because a lot of a lot of places won't oh, accept yeah. trans people. That's right. Um, and so, that that work is still in progress, and I it, it it's a, a huge need because I don't I don't think in those later times in your life, those golden years when you want to be together, um, being separate deliberately separated. Um, it 's hard enough to leave your home and 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 relinquish your independence that 's huge yeah it 's always huge always and
1: it is huge Oh, I'm sorry Patty. to say that that important contribution that that group those groups are making to try to train these facilities is so important but they need to reach the top in those organizations because believe it or not if the administration if the head of the organization if the managers in that organization are not endorsing this message of inclusivity and ha- and treating people with dignity no matter who they are then, in fact, uh, you're going to have employees who will feel free to be discriminatory toward other people and to say things like, you know, to someone who's trans, you're a man, you know, when when, uh, she's identifying as a woman, and to say, oh, no, you can't say that, you know, and and being in these really invalidating and very damaging messages that people get and why people have to go in when they go into those facilities, which I agree is, very very problematic and it's actually mentally damaging emotionally damaging to these people to have to hide once again when perhaps they've gotten to a place where they didn't have to hide anymore but this is this is due to a number of reasons but we we need to look at this uh, from a systemic angle we can't just train from the outside in we have to get the the leaders to actually sign on to affect behavior change and attitude change.
3: I think that's so true idea. wherever. Absolutely, it could be a workplace. It could mm-hmm. be any kind of workplace. It could be an organization. It could be anyway. It could be a family. When exactly. it comes from when it comes from the top, um, and whether it's by order or by example, um, <laughs> it's you know that's that's the powerful thing that has to happen.
0: Well, we are just yeah. yeah, we're just about out of time. Go ahead, Greg. Though, we have a, a minute.
1: Well, I mean, it's uh, just to reinforce that opinion. Yes, and that's I think a a thing we see within a divided country, etc. That people are looking to different tops, if you will. So we now, you know, we we need to find ways to come back together as a community to be able to um, to be able to you know get on the same page so that we can start to reach out to other people to start to feel more togetherness not just you know in certain facilities or in organizations but to feel that everywhere we go in society so we can find a reach a time when we're together versus always always feeling separated and apart
0: good and greg i want to thank you for being with us again
1: always great greg
0: happy holidays
3: yes thanks so much greg Thank you, David, Laurent, and Patty,
1: the late Patty Fink. Yes, Um, It's always a pleasure being with you guys. Happy holidays.
3: You
0: too, and you'll be back with us, I believe it's in March, we scheduled.
1: Oh, yay. I can't wait.
0: Awesome. Good. So for all of us here at Lambda Weekly, have a great week.